0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Independent Life podcast. I have an episode for you that is gonna be completely informative. If you are a person that is looking for resources or services in a community to meet a special need, if you're somebody that's you know needing affordable housing, transportation, if you're needing to understand like what is a better doctor, or you know, I don't have health insurance, and I need to go see a doctor or access healthcare, durable medical equipment, if I need to find out what's the next social support group, how to participate more in a community, or if you know someone that has those kind of needs, this is your episode. One of the biggest challenges our staff that works in poor service that Centers for Independent Living have is information referral services, and we're finding resources out there in the community that are needed for people. It can be really challenging. It can be like finding a needle in a haystack. There's so much to really sift through to be able to find those kind of things. Well, today's episode, I ran into somebody at the Family Cafe in Orlando this year. Mark Farford. He is a person that has developed this amazing web-based tool called My Needs Network. This isn't like your regular, typical uh, resource for finding other resources, like a two-one-one that some people, listeners may be aware of. This is something that is very interactive and unique and was built by families and people with disabilities. The feedback that they gave is what created this network. And it's a robust network of different types of resources and services that are out there for people across many different categories, which I just mentioned. And it also has other features that are built into it that go beyond just identifying a resource or service that's in the community, which is hugely important. It also has features in there that allow the users that are searching for those resources and services to connect with one another, and to be able to develop a network and relationship and become resources of their own through the sharing that can be utilized with My Needs Network. So this episode really dives into how did this web-based platform Come into existence where is it at right now that it's just been built and where can it go and i'm going to tell you right now where it goes is going to be dependent upon the community that we serve that's the beautiful part about this it was created by input of people with and families with disabilities and now that it's been built it is going to be something that gets designed by people with disabilities i think there's a great metaphor at the end of this that explains all of it, but it is just an amazing tool that I look forward to pushing out to as many people as possible because, again, there's so many people that have needs out there, but they don't know where to look. This is, and look for this in the show notes, an incredible resource to utilize to better understand what is out there that can help you with whatever it is that you may be needing assistance with or someone that you could know. So this is a critical episode. I hope you enjoy it.
1: Hello, everyone,
0: and welcome to an independent life podcast. I am here with Mark. Mark and I met at the Family Cafe 2023 in Orlando. And uh it was among like all these vendors, and they were having such exciting things to, to, to showcase to folks. And Mark, you stood out um with me because like what you're and we're gonna get into it, but man, you are offering an amazing resource for folks and, and Organizations like our Centers for Independent Living that we're going to get into. Before we do uh, get into it, I want you to maybe talk a little bit about your professional experiences prior towards developing this wonderful tool that we're going to talk about. That that led you to the thing that led you to uh, developing this amazing resource. We're just going to unpack.
1: Sure. Hi everyone. Yeah. So I have uh, I come from the the research side of healthcare so with that said i've I've previously worked as a research coordinator and but mostly as a research manager in uh, a couple of different roles uh in 2015 i was working as a research manager for a medically complex clinic for a pediatric medically complex clinic and uh for a uh a funded program and during that time period i worked very closely with many parents uh family members providers social workers basically that special needs community Uh, i kind of got i got to know their their needs their hardships Uh, i heard the a lot of the same uh things uh over and over again in terms of access to resources different types of resources that and just different struggles at one point during that time as a as a research manager with the complex care clinic my boss, my boss came to me and said, Hey, listen, you know, we know quite a bit about what's going on inside the clinic, what, what parents and families need inside the clinic, but we don't know much about what they need outside of the clinic. What, what trainings, what, uh, uh, what are some, what, what parks do they, do they, do they go to, do they not like, uh, that are good for special needs community, for special special needs, uh, individuals. And so with that, we took that question and built a uh, qualitative research study. And that study lasted about two years. And that led me to a fork in the road where I said, OK, I can I can continue this academic route uh, and, and publish right away, may, uh, maybe present this paper at a conference. Uh, more of an academic uh, direction, or I can step into unknown territory for me and try to build what the community is asking for.
0: So, so when you were doing this preliminary, like you know, early on, you're 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 coming into this. You're in a clinic. You're meeting like families and people with disabilities, and then you're you're going into this qualitative work. What what was it along the way there that you were just learning, you know, as uh, either from the hat of a researcher or an academic, but I would say just even more or less like yourself, what were you learning about people and families with disabilities?
1: I was learning about how right away I I the takeaway I got was how resilient and how strong these individuals are, how positive they are, uh, and and how involved the this community is at at finding these solutions to improve quality of life no matter no matter the severity or the illness. Um, it was very impressive. and I also uh, witnessed firsthand a lot of those barriers to accessing resources and the complications and, uh, of of trying to find different tools, which databases worked, which ones didn't, which ones go away. Uh, and that is on top of it and I also learned that these schedules of these families, the the lives of these families uh day-to-day lives were extremely uh complex and in, in themselves and there was no they were already limited on time way more than uh I am as a as a single dad. And that is where I said, man, here we are. We're dealing with a, a community that is that needs more resources, more so than almost any other community out there. And they have they have no time, they have no time to find these resources. And it's there, there's no single source out there to easily make that happen specific for this community.
0: Right. So you're you're looking at a, a, a community that's had to be resilient because they're facing all these barriers. With a with the finite resource of time, you know, to really work to 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 come together with all those kind of things, it's great that you're able to pick up on on all of that. What what were you would you say? Um, you know, is the driver between this notion that we need to yes, we're doing work in the clinic, but we need to com- connect more with the community. Like what's behind the purpose of really trying to connect community and clinic with one another?
1: Well, so when I, my, my work as a, as a research manager, I was, I was going into the clinic, but I was also bringing data back. I was, you know, kind of on that re again, on that research side. So I would, I would be involved in the clinic, but I wasn't, I wasn't drawing blood. I wasn't, I wasn't seeing patients. Nothing like that I was I was consenting, but it was very much research specific. Uh, the I guess the connection between the clinic and the community is, that that I saw uh firsthand maybe was uh that it just it they there were it was, again, it was a time issue. A, it was life that involved going from appointment to appointment to appointment, transportation challenges, mm, right? Financial challenges. So I'd go home and maybe go out to eat, and you know, would start slowly coming to realize that you know the, these individuals that that doesn't happen. They they don't they they're not going out to eat. They're not going. They're they're fighting every single day right and 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 with good attitude with a good attitude too so so it was very interesting
0: how that happens yeah
1: yeah yeah you know
0: you know you know know, dabbling a little bit in public health myself one of the things i've you know come to come to find is like you know the access to quality health care clinical care very important but like you were kind of saying you know also what happens outside of the clinic you know social economic you know status or you know the you know financial security transportation i'd even throw in their housing and all these other things that you know are just so important to focus on and if we can you know wrap all that together in one big you know kind of uh you know network where we got clinics connected to transportation housing all, all these other kind of resources that are out there that people are needing that are coming into the clinic um, that could, the clinic can be just such a great like hub, you know, to be able to um, you know help wrap all those different types of community uh, engagement and uh, connection and access, you know, w- within all all of itself into one big sandwich.
1: Yes, I agree. I agree. Yeah,
0: yeah. So so where where did then like meeting with these you know families and, and within the within the clinic and doing this qualitative research, you know, kind of
1: what what where, where did that then lead you to? Well, so that re- led me uh, initially. That led me to some findings. We did a pr- so there. There was the the qualitative research was broken up into two parts, and it was driven by community-based particip- participatory research methodology. CBPR, so that, ah. yeah, CBPR, and so what that what that allowed us to do was to organize a research study to that that wasn't a r- academic research team sitting on one side of the table and right. gathering information from the community. Rather, what it was, was the academic research team joining forces with a, a parent advisory council. And the parents right. were, uh, agreed to participate as members of the research team. Mm-hmm. And because they were the experts in the community, right. they, uh, And and these are parents of children with medical complexities uh, that were that we were working with, and so there were a lot. And so they they for the course of the year one of the of the two year qualitative study. The parents, we we the research team, the academic team, kind of fueled the facilitation and kept us on track with methodology the the parent or community team uh told us what content needed to be there needed to be in place what type of questions uh what uh what type of uh data collection tool and uh and designing the questions down i mean down to the 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 phrasing and the sentences so so before you even did the research
0: you got like a parents together who know would be representative of the the target population that you're going to go research together to say what should we ask you know in our research how should we go do the research is that is that how you first began
1: yes and and and, what do you want what do we need to learn about we we are interested in learning how to um reduce uh visits to the emergency room uh improve access to different resources that are important to you how do we how do we learn about this right and i, and I love the, it yeah and the so the parents they you fast forward through that year they basically shot down our ideas uh of of our of using you know our qualitative methodology uh, maybe of a focus group, or or some even some one-on-one interviews, and they said no, we want to do an online survey. Mm. And as you know, survey response rates are what around twenty-five to thirty-five percent. That's
0: a good response rate. Yeah, that's a good
1: right. <laughs> and that's a that's a multiple choice. That's a multiple yeah. choice. We had a survey that was developed with fifty-six open-ended questions. <laughs> Woo. And uh, online designed specifically for parents of children with complex medical conditions.
0: Okay.
1: And we we said oh, we said okay this this goes against the grain, but uh, it this is you're you're the experts we trust you we mm-hmm. guided you through as on on the methodology piece. So we launched the survey that goes into phase two. We, we launched the survey to uh a uh, uh, 400 parents lo- within within this hospital system that we were affiliated with uh mm-hmm. of and these parents are children of complex medical conditions yeah. with the goal of receiving hundred we received uh we received 70 response we received 70. Uh, of our goal, so a 70% return to this survey. And on top of that, we had a total of 745 open-ended respons- responses that were anywhere from a phrase to a paragraph. Wow. Wow, so that's that amazing. A whole so, different like,
0: yeah, like a typical, like, you know, very good response rates around 25 25%. You got seventy percent on a sounds like a pretty like lengthy essay, <laughs> fifty six essay questions. Yes, that's amazing. yes, that, that that that's unheard
1: of. And 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 for that to go to a, a population of parents with children with complex medical conditions, you know, already extremely limited on time, it showed yeah. the value, you know, how important their how how the, their their level of value to to those areas of focus the parents were right. spot on The our, our 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 parent advisory team that participated in the development and the design they were spot on I mean that that's a testimony to the to the methodology
0: community-based participatory research CBPR absolutely. So, absolutely. so the idea being your target community are the experts we're not the experts and and I would be on the same page as you uh going into that thinking you know what the best way to do this is to get you know three to five families together let's ask mm-hmm. them a few questions in a you know in person nowadays probably Zoom would be the best way and this that, and right. other. no one's gonna fill out a 56 question <laughs> essay narrative open-ended <laughs> yeah.
1: and, and we were getting paragraphs back we were getting two three sentences wow. back so wow um, well, very that's neat, amazing. Yeah. And, and
0: so then you, you you got it, which is great. Seventy percent response rate. You got a lot of words in there, and now the fun qualitative analysis I imagine begins with all that, you
1: know, robust information. Uh, where did that lead you? That that led us to a multiple different levels of of findings. So we were able to structure the responses into different categories and subcategories of areas of focus that that we were able to pull from different uh numbered questions and and basically start identifying categories subcategories we also uh identified um different emerging themes that mm-hmm. that is typical you know these themes that kind of emerge in qualitative research we've we identified uh uh five emerging themes and these from- are the common from- threads that you there 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 are common responses across all the different responders exactly no it didn't matter what area what category what type of question it was this common, this commonality this common theme um and then to really try to capture the the weight the weight of of importance within these categories -categories, subcategories we said god we got to do something about these responses these responses are amazing you know the 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 level of the depth that they've gone into on these quest, on these responses so we we divide, we created this rubric to help us weigh those responses so for example if somebody gave us a phrase you know an incomplete sentence we gave that a weight of a 1 where if we got two or more sentences i think maybe it was three or more sentences they got the weight of a 4 okay uh, and uh and and so our weight of the seven hundred and forty five, our weight average, I was just looking at this the other day, our weight average was uh, about two and a half. So a little a uh, uh, a complete sentence and a phrase is what our average was out of seven hundred and forty five responses, which was in, which we were impressed with. And we wanted to capture that, and that helped it. And then what that allowed us to do is redefine those categories and restructure them and so here we have these great categories we have these themes one of which one of the themes was an easy to use online tool that connects families and and improves access to resources that was one of the emerging themes and uh and then we have to stop you
0: right there and just ask before you drill into that area because i I know that's kind of where we're heading
1: but what were some of the other uh emerging themes that, that that came out of this so some of the other emergence themes was uh, that we defined was timeliness and reliability, and uh, that it, whatever that that time was an issue. Reliable, reliable resources, access uh, the the time it takes to get to that end point, uh, whatever mm-hmm. that is. Maybe it was a used wheelchair or a, a certain type of training. It right. was time to get through all the steps and all the barriers to get to that end goal. Right. That was that was one of the emerging themes. Um, the emphasis on emergency room aversion. So doing so, doing whatever they can without having to rely on the the emergency room. Right. Um, what can they learn from at home? What can they? What tools can they have at home? what knowledge can they have at home uh, to help them aver- you know avoid going into the uh emergency room that wow. was one of the, that was a big one um holistic costs and that goes into uh not only again time but also the money that right. it costs to whether it is to modify your vehicle uh, whether it is to find a somebody that can uh, build a, an affordable wheelchair ramp, uh, oh, you yeah. name it. Um, it. It costs were were extremely uh, important, and then finally the community networking piece and the resource awareness piece. The community so, yeah. All right. cool. So you have those, go ahead. Well, so we took those. So fast forward a little bit, and as always, developing my needs network those themes were at the forefront the entire time. I said, whatever I develop, and I, and I, you know, I, I, I would battle with the web developers and the, and the designers as, as, throughout the years as we were putting this together. But I, I said, no, listen, guys, it's gotta be free and it's gotta be free for the resource providers as well. It's gotta be easy to access. It's gotta be free. And, uh and these, and they have to get, be able to, these, the population, the community that this is built for has got to get on here. And and I would use a scenario, I'd say, uh, and I still do, I'd say, I'd say, uh, web developer, this needs to operate as if I am sitting in an emergency room, waiting room at three in the morning, waiting for my child to be triaged, and just find out where we're going and I have just enough time to sit there pull up the app pull up the site and go through and quickly find what I need and start the ball rolling on these different areas maybe it's a maybe it's a wheelchair maybe it's a g-Tube training in a orthopedic specialist for cerebral palsy
0: I like how you paint that picture of like this is the end user right here in this situation. This is what they're looking for. Like build that. And so, so just to just to kind of uh, summarize what what I've heard here is like you did this uh, amazing qualitative research, got a robust amount of data together. You you found that there were several common themes in it, which includes you know having this like data resource, this like. Place where people can go to get information about resources and services that are out there. Um, that people that are wanting this also had a you know theme of you know time and reliability, um, preventing any kind of emergency room visits, having costs is as an issue, uh, being connected and networking with their community, like all these different themes. And from from what I'm what I'm gathering here is you saw well, we need to develop something. And what you've developed here uh, is the uh, My Needs uh, Network and that is addressing all these different themes that it sounds like, at least it touches on a, a lot of these here.
1: Yes, and then in one component, one component of My Needs Network is also a reflection on those categories that that also emerge, those categories and subcategories of resources that of of importance, that were also identified in the uh qualitative research. So so how would you say just to so we could, once
0: we're, we're, we'll start drilling down into it but like uh, you know you got that elevator speech the one you probably gave me at uh, the family cafe what is my needs network
1: my needs network is a web platform uh free easy to use uh designed to be nationwide designed specifically for the special needs community children and adults to mm-hmm. get easily get on and find and and start accessing tools to find exactly what they need. Right. Um it's not only a database, a data there is a database component to it, but there's more to it. There's it's networking tools and uh to again the focus is finding whatever it is they need. And we keep it broad like that on purpose.
0: Right. Yeah. No, I I, I saw the, your your purpose or mission statement. I I guess that would be is like let's have those connections. Let's, you know, a yes, let's obtain some
1: resources, but also improve the quality of life of people. That's know, that right.
0: Utilizing this
1: tool. The, the other piece that's that that I'm starting to harp on more and more with this is the need for it to be fluid. And this this ne- didn't necessarily come from the research. This is just something I've learned over the years because I, I started working on this in 2018. And so I've kind of uh adjusted my own way of thinking on this too. And as valuable as the CBPR methodology was in the research, I want to apply that same methodology to the sustainability and the operations of my needs network. So by no means is my needs network a finished product. It'll never Mm -hmm. be a finished product. It always needs to be completely adjusting to completely reflect the needs of the this, this identified needs of the community right and and those needs are identified by the community and they they have a part they're playing a part in in that design they take an, a sense of ownership of my needs network
0: well i think that's smart with the sustainability because um the the way i would describe it you know uh in the way it's been described to me and the way i, I look at it, it 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 there there is that one part of it is like Okay, so what are some resources and services that I may need out there that have to do with specialized medical care or housing or transportation or community participation? Um, What, you know, having like, you know, all these different categories, then those categories have different like connections with the types of services that may or may not be available nationwide. Um, But I, you know, and, and for me, um, uh, as a center for independent living, one of our core resources um, uh, is, is to provide information and referral services. So we'll get calls all the time, you know, with people saying, I need this type of service, we have this situation, these kind of conditions, uh, and we don't provide that the, 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 those resources or services, but we're charged with helping them find where those resources and services may look, you know, be in the community. And so I came in and, and looking at your uh, product as like, wow, this could really help out our information and referral services, you know, because it's always um, a challenge keeping up with we got 16 counties and everything that could be available in those counties. Um, and they're constantly changing, you know, like you were saying, reliability, you know, were, was a concern for these parents, you know, we, we see why that might be a, an issue because You know, a a service or resource that was there yesterday might not be there today, or if it is there today, the contact people might be different, or the application and uh, way to get in and and to become, you know, uh, someone that can access and utilize may look different. And and so for me, when I hear the fluid part of this, you know, uh, being and sustainable being very important to keep up with this, I I could see that being a major major
1: component here. The the other piece too that I I'd like to uh. Mention is uh, is that take Center for Independent Living. You know so there there is there's this 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 focus of uh, of access and gain. You know finding resources for your for your clientele. Um, so it's also My Needs Network's also been designed to essentially we consider you part of the special needs community, right. and it, it, we want this tool to be just as function. You know just as accessible and just as easy to use. And, and a way to save yourself some time um, in your day-to-day roles in terms of finding resources. So it's, it's that's something that I've started to work with more uh, nonprofits, more organizations on, and how we can best improve the lives of social workers, case managers, to allow them to better do their jobs, you know, make it free up some time in research and re- researching resources to take on another caseload or whatever that may be. All right. So um so yeah we definitely, we definitely need um and we need and as far as the content, uh those resources, we'd love to house those resources and we right. manage that for free. Cause
0: yeah and and I think like a you know for for, for those that uh, are already living, you know, who people with disabilities, family with disabilities, um know very well that you know one of the biggest barriers is knowing what exactly is out there like we may understand that we have a certain need but then it's just can be so intimidating you know like it's kind of like finding a needle in a haystack use that old school you know kind of metaphor it's just like what is out there where do i even look um you know who you know what, what, just that is can be such a you know hard place to be for so many people um even, even us like when mm-hmm. we, as an organization you know who's charged with being very aware of everything that's out there. I'm amazed by like we'll come across things that you know we haven't heard before, and, and and that 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 could be out there. And and even people will say that about us as a as a as a you know organization. They're like, oh my gosh, you know I've been in this community for this long and I have a disability and I never knew about you guys. Right. You know, we don't get paid to advertise. We get paid to serve. So we we're not able you know to have a marketing budget and. You know, all these other kind of things. So you know, I, I just see that you know, understanding what is or is not even out there is is just such an important. You know, it's it's almost like a superpower. You know, to be a, be able to understand the lay of the land about what what is out there and accessible for people, and it's a full time job to be able to do that and to keep up yeah. with it.
1: And 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 I, in my opinion, uh, no, I, I maybe I'm wrong on this, but I, I no single database can do it on its own there's just right. too much and there's just the the there's just too much knowledge and expertise with the folks right. in the in the in the day to day life that that right there no database can do it so that's where some of the other tools uh come in uh into my needs network and that, where they play a part to where everything can kind of be in the one center one shop to yeah find those find those tools
0: well, is that, is that where, so, so I see like three buckets a little bit where, when I go into my needs, it's, you know, it's like, okay, search for those resources and services and, you know, we can be like almost as like very robust 411, you know, web-based mm-hmm. platform on, you know, what's out there and what you need. Um, but I also see like the network and sharing part uh, of this. And, and you know, I'm wondering if this you know, is that what we're kind of like you know, talking about here where, you know, it, it, there's not one, you know, platform that can do it all, but if you can network and share and have this community aspect of it, where that can be always constantly, you know, driving this um, and, and hopefully allowing it to be sustainable, is that the kind of part of this also that makes this, uh, you know, I would say a, a unique aspect of having this tool and this resource for people?
1: yes absolutely so so the way i started describing this at for at family cafe for instance as i started using examples of a lot of very well known pre-existing apps uh websites out there that are are pretty uh common you know common phrases and and names that we all know mm-hmm. so so yes uh the the search tool the the 211 your database that that function of finding what you need doing a search for it um and uh and then being able to instant mess if you found let's say you were looking for uh united way 211 and again we don't i don't see united way 211 as a compet as a competitor nothing like that we we promote 211 we want cuz it's a it's a well oiled machine let's let let's let yeah. them know so um so but let's just take it, it united way we would uh there's functions to where you could instant message you could directly contact there's ways to where that would be documented and tracked to for that individual that wants to get in touch with united way mm-hmm. Um so there's that instant messaging component within the database then there's also uh uh the networking, which can you can kind of look at it like a uh a social media platform, a, a Facebook uh a Facebook uh page, maybe even um almost like a listserv uh where where there's a thread based on a conversation. Maybe hey, I'm moving to Decatur, Alabama, and I need to get a new uh pediatrician what do you recommend and we get that right message. and then um and then there's other tools too to where you can um you blast that message out hey i'm looking for a used wheelchair in this area and uh and you get that message out to lots of folks so and then you kind of manage everything that all your operations as the individual the end user you're managing that kind of like in an amazon shopping cart so you got a Craigslist, Amazon shopping cart, a Reddit—you got these different tools, kind of built specific for that special needs community to find whatever it is they need.
0: I love that, and, and like to me, that's like um, yes, two one one's great, um, and uh, you know what your tool does. I think that's an add, add extra added value. Is like it, it could also build a community and connect the community with one another. When I call two one one. I don't necessarily get connected with the other people calling two one one that may, you know, have requests or needs or this that or the other that I could dovetail off of or you know be connected immediately with. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, I, again, like I think our information and referral people could be utilizing this tool to do their job. I'd imagine someone at two one one could have that like opened up too, and like you know they receive calls, they could use this to be able to find uh, what's out there and and you know even uh, you know be able to use it to do their referral
1: process even better. I would I would hope and I would think somebody you know someone as robust as two one one I would I would I would hope that their staff would maybe even search uh, eventually search through the postings and and see okay it right. is clearly working for these parents we need to start kind of pushing this resource out there um or focusing on this category of need so yeah. Yeah. um but or, let's but but again, it's it it all of this is very much dependent on the community providing that input.
0: Right. Yeah, and, and that's kind of how it got developed was you know to, to, by by community driven and it's, mm-hmm. it's going to work. It's going to be a community uh, sustained and informed. You know to be yeah. able to do that. So so uh, what what do you think is the best way to, to to ensure that the community stays in, in, engaged and uh, you know utilizes this tool? Uh, so that it is sustainable for the foreseeable future
1: so we have we have a couple of different ways uh one so we're just now going into a marketing a marketing push and with that what we're doing is we're keeping it very very straightforward and the, and the whole and every we keep everything very simple and straightforward um and what we're doing is going and making friends with some of these, Facebook groups that are special needs specific. We're getting permission to join their groups and we're pushing information out there. Um, For example, you know, Hey, look at what the center for independent living is doing. You know, look at the training they're providing here, Mm -hmm. click here. So we provide a click to get, they get that information at a my needs network with links back to your, your individual resource. Wow. So with that, we're we're getting the and then there's other ways hey look what this tool this my needs network tool does um we're interested in designing our logo redesigning our logo and having the special needs community design it it's your site right design that logo uh redesign that logo uh so we're wanting we're trying to make friends uh same thing with the uh the organizations out there that provide resources for the individuals Mm -hmm. um we want to make friends with you all too we want to say hey listen we will promote and advertise whatever trainings tools resources news whatever you want us to do and we'll blast it out in these social media outlets yeah free we're not no we're not looking to charge anybody we we want we want numbers
0: right right yeah getting people together No, that's that 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 to me it would be very captivating, you know, for for people for organizations uh, to be able to come there, you know, for that. So, um, what, what, you know, based on you know your work so far, um, you know, what value do you do you believe um, or that you're aware of that you've provided to people that have utilized this great resource?
1: Well, we're st- we're still we're just now kind of getting the word out. It's been a lot of building and tweaking for the last mm-hmm. several years. Uh, I've gone to Family Cafe twice now and, and presented it. Um, it. It the the value is is yet to come. The value we're we're getting, in other words, the best the best analogy that I've come up with. Uh, I'm not saying it's very good. It's the best one I've come up with lately. <laughs> is, uh, is you know we've we've built the special needs community. We've built a a free house a free house it's empty the walls aren't painted there's no furniture in there we don't know anything about the paint colors and the and the the fixtures and the furniture but here's a house it's yours fill it with what needs to be in there paint the paint the walls the right color bring in the right furniture uh it's yours you just got to use it there's no- I, I like that man I think it's a good one yeah, so yeah. There's, there's just no, um, there's no it, there's no charge, there's no cost. We just need, we need utilization. That's what we need. Well, you know, and
0: th- and this is a house that you're you're handing over that's been really built on what the people uh, that you're looking to move into the house has said that they need it. Like the walls are, you know, you know the house, you know, the foundation of the house is uh, that they wanted. You know, the to have a a database that could be very informative and robust with resources and services that are out there. You know, the walls are perhaps like you know the the the, the time and reliability. You know, being mm-hmm. a very important thing. You know, the roof could be you know having community you know, networking. You know, the the doors being like we want to stay out of the emergency room. You know, yeah. to whatever extent uh, possible that it is. Yeah, you know, so you you built something based on the feedback that that yeah you know, that people have had, and you're right, it's kind of like, you know, you you, you know, it's kind of like Field of Dreams. Those are people that are old school know that movie. It's like build it and they will come. And right. You built it, and now you're looking for people to come and then tell you like, yeah, like it's almost like customizable. You know how do how, how do you want this house to, to to end up looking? We got all the materials. We got the foundation, the walls, the roof, the doors, everything ready to go. How do you want it to look? How do you want to use it? How do you want it, you know, to be, you know, furnished and stocked? And you know, that's the beauty of it, I think, in what you're offering here. It's not like a totally finished, but it's fully customizable.
1: Yeah, it's it's uh, it's yeah, it's kind of one of these houses that we just continuously build onto and add to. And uh, oh, we need to redo this room, or we redo this, we remodel this area because it's just not, that's just not what they need in right uh, at this point in time this is where the focus needs to be um so yeah and it yeah, seems it like you got to a system that moldable.
0: can iterate like that too like you're you it's it's it's, it's multiple
1: yes very much and it has to be the last yeah. thing I want it to do is become yeah. archaic you no. know and, and, and it'd be no. some dinosaur site out there that's just right not only are the resources outdated but the function of it is and it's just people have moved on from that type of tool
0: well it's definitely informed by the people
1: that you're looking to serve and you
0: know built to be able to you know have the people that you serve you know make it what they want it to be yeah Um, i think it's going to be really powerful in in getting it off the ground and being sustainable you know and and be able to you know iterate along the way because like you know life changes you know the world's different than it was you know and when you're doing the qualitative research even and uh, throughout the time that it is but I, I do see those common themes that emerged as being things that we come across a lot. You know, what, what is out there? You know, we we want to be able to you know you know be able to do it in a way that's you know economically smart that we can rely on that'll you know make sure that we're we're safe and we're we're not having to you know go back to the doctors or the ER and and we do want to stay connected and network with people uh, going through what we're going through and I think that was a beautiful thing where we met at the family cafe yeah it's uh, a community that's there uh to be able to do that you tap into that i i see this being a very vibrant robust uh you know alive you know kind of uh system you know that i that i think it's already ready and uh, prepared to be
1: yeah thank you no thank you very much yeah. and uh yeah yeah it's it's uh it's uh it's a it's it's all it's a work in progress but it's always going to be a work in progress that's no good. finish line to this no finish line it's no finish line constantly Forming yeah. and building, so right.
0: Um, well, well, Mark, thank you so much for coming on here, and uh, appreciate you sharing. You know this wonderful resource, this tool that we'll push out. We'll make sure that uh, you know people have links to it in the show notes. And uh, you know, I look forward to seeing where this goes. And you can count on us to to help push it out to the community, but also be users of this. You know, I, I, I'm I'm going to be encouraging the people that uh, were you know that work for us to do information and referral services. Uh, you know, have access to this, because I, I don't know, that's a lot of work to get to keep our heads around what's out there and, and being up to date with it.
1: No, thank you very much. And again, any, any, any critical feedback is great. I welcome it. And uh, in yeah. fact, and I, I need it. And so if right. if there's, I don't care whether it's an individual resource is just not like added on there or a tool that or something that's just not, not easy to use, whatever right. that may be, um, I I need to, I just need the community to let me know and we'll right. prioritize it. So,
0: well, that's what built it, and that's what's going to sustain it.
1: That's right. That's right. That's All right,
0: Mark. It. Well, well, thank you for taking the time to to connect with us. And and uh, I just want to acknowledge like that this this is a major need. Um, you know, people can't uh, be served if they don't know what's out there to serve them. They can't utilize a resource if they don't know that resource is out there for them. Uh, knowledge is a huge barrier to 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 accessing and utilizing the things that are that are, that are needed out there, and, and it does take a ton of time. And I really appreciate you listening to the community you're seeking to serve, and uh, you know, forming the the way that you're going about and doing this work based on the community. Uh, we need more of that, less people that are like, "I'm the expert, and this is what to do," but more people like you were just saying, "I want to hear feedback." I want to hear what people think about this, you know, because you're 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 coming from this from from what I can tell as a as a as a humble uh, learner that that wants to serve, and that there's nothing better than a humble learner that's wanting to
1: serve. Well, th- thank you very much, Tony, and thanks for having me on. This has been great. I Appreciate
0: you, Mark. You take care, and until next time, onward and upward.
1: Thanks for listening to the Independent Life Podcast, brought to you by the Center for Independent Living of North Central Florida. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe. And if you know anyone who might benefit from listening, share this podcast and invite them to subscribe, too. For questions, suggestions, or if you have a story you'd like to share, please email us at cilncf.org at gmail.com, or call us at 352-378-7474. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, support, advocate, and empower each other to live the independent life.